One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 194. Today, we're talking about launching, what it is, why we should do it, and how to do it well. And if there's anyone listening to this who feels like this episode may not be for them because they feel like launching does not apply to their business model, well, I would challenge you on that. Give this episode a listen and see if I can change your mind. Before we move on to the rest of the episode, I have a favor to ask you. Would you take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening and share it on your Instagram stories with a link to this episode? This episode is makinggoodpodcast.com slash 194. You can also tag me at Lauren Tilden. I would be so, so grateful. Okay, let's get into the episode all about launching. So before we get into all the fun strategy and my tips and tricks, let's first get on the same page. What is launching exactly? Well, a launch is simply the coordinated effort of releasing something into the world. You could launch a collection of products, a new service, a membership, a book, a website, a podcast, so much more. Here's something important to say about launching too. You can launch something you've launched before. It doesn't have to be brand new. For example, whenever books get a new edition, they'll usually do another launch. You might have a holiday collection launch every year where most, if not all, of the products are the same. You might have a membership program, like I do, that you launch a few times per year. Launching refers to the process, not the fact that you're putting something out there that's 100% brand new. Think about launching like launching a rocket into space. It's not necessarily a brand new rocket every time, but it's still an event, and that's what we're doing. We're putting something into the world, whether it's new or not, and making it a bit of an event and a celebration. So let's do a little exercise. Pretend that I can see you and raise your hand if your approach to releasing new products or offers is simply to put it up on your website when it's ready, maybe throw up a social media post or two, and then be done. Okay, I am envisioning a lot of hands in the air because that is how most people release their new products and offers into the world. And this is probably up there with the biggest marketing mistakes you can make. Because if we really want to sell a lot of what we have to offer, which really is one of the things that marketing is here to help us with, we have to put a little bit more thought and effort into launching than simply posting it online and doing a social post or two. I view planning a launch like planning an event. Winging it is not a good strategy. Just like an event, most of the work for a launch needs to happen before the day that the launch actually opens. So you might have gathered that launching something into the world is comprised of a lot more than just the day that your offer is available. In fact, the way that I see it, there are four phases to a full-fledged launch. I'm going to walk you through what these are and give you some pointers on how to plan out your launch a little bit later in the episode. 
But first, let's talk about why launching is important. Why is it worth the time and effort we're going to spend to plan and execute a launch instead of simply posting on social media once or twice and publishing something about it on our website? Okay, so why should we launch? The truth is, build it and they will come is not really a thing that works for most of us. Launching is the thing that actually works. Let's talk about the benefits of launching. So the first and often most important benefit launching brings is that it results in more sales. So the average consumer needs to see something many, many times before they actually purchase. One of the key elements of a launch is repetition and a high frequency of touch points. Launching creates excitement and energy as well as a lot of opportunities to buy. Another reason that launches increase sales is because great launches often give people a reason to buy now. So this might mean getting first access to something. This might mean we have limited quantities available. So if you want one, you need to act fast. For something like a membership or subscription, there might be a limited time enrollment where you can only join during a short window of time. And finally, you might be incentivizing people to purchase during your launch with a sale or promotional offer of some kind. Another benefit of launching that I have seen to be so, so true is that if you do it right, it will grow your following and more importantly, your email list. When we're launching, we're super active from a marketing standpoint. We create a lot of buzz. We give people a good reason to follow along with us and to join our email list. Maybe that's a workshop or a free giveaway or a discount. This benefits us, of course, during the launch, but afterwards as well. Even if someone does not buy during your launch, if they've joined your email list, they may buy in the future. Launching is also often a way to strengthen business relationships and partnerships. For many people, a key element of launching involves including affiliates or partners to help you promote and working together strengthens your relationships. Finally, launching is like boot camp. You will learn so, so much in such a short period of time. While we're launching, we're very present in our marketing and we're in constant conversation with our audience. We can learn so much from their questions, responses, and even the results of the launch. Sometimes even launches that don't go how we had planned can still give us a ton of information that we can use to do better next time. So have I convinced you that the next time you have something to share with your audience that your business deserves more than just a product listing and an Instagram post? Yes? Okay, excellent. Let's talk about how to do it how to launch. So now I'm going to give you my strategy. And I want to start by saying this, there are no rules to launching. There's no one right way to do it. You don't have to do it how I do it. You don't have to do the different stages the way that I do them. There are so many different ways to approach this. So I'm going to share my approach. But at the end, I am going to pull out what I think are the most important concepts and underlying strategies that make a great launch. So whether you want to use my full approach or not, I do want to emphasize a few elements that I would encourage you to incorporate no matter how you approach launching. So let's talk about how I approach this. I believe that the best launches have phases. A great launch takes place over a series of weeks or even a couple of months, depending on how important the launch is to your business. A launch that is super important to your business, you're going to want to spend even more time preparing for. So during that period, there are different phases. There is, of course, the launch itself. That's the time that your product or service is available and someone can buy it. And then there's some kind of endpoint where a discount expires or the promotion ends. But that time where they can buy is definitely not the entire launch. In fact, it's not even the most important time of the launch. The way that I approach launching has four stages. Foundations, then the pre-launch, then the launch itself, and then post-launch. We'll go into each stage more fully, but here's a quick summary. The foundation stage is all about, just as it sounds, laying the foundations for your launch. 
Setting yourself up by focusing on growing your audience, introducing them to you so that you have the widest group of people you're reaching as possible. You might do a little bit of hinting about something exciting coming, but you're really not promoting the contents of the launch yet in the foundation stage. This starts about two months before your launch begins. Then about three weeks before your launch officially begins, we go into pre-launch. And in my opinion, spoiler alert, pre-launch is the most important part of any launch. Pre-launch is about preparing your audience for the launch, giving them sneak peeks, showing them what's included, getting people excited, enticing people to join your email list, reminding people all the time that a launch is coming, addressing FAQs, questions, or objections, and just all around building hype and buzz around the launch. So then after a few weeks of pre-launch, we enter your launch. By this point, you should have shared everything there is to buy in your launch. We are not keeping things a secret around here. Launches typically last a week or so where people can officially buy your product or service and you're really communicating the reason to buy now. Note, a lot of times people can actually still buy your product after your launch ends, but there should be a good incentive to buy during the launch week or the launch period. So for example, again, like an extra bonus that they get if they buy that week or a discount for the week, etc. Finally, there's the post-launch. This is all about thanking your audience for being part of the launch, transitioning back to your normal content, and most importantly, doing a debrief to get clear on how the launch went, what worked, what didn't, what you can learn, etc. So that is a very quick intro to each stage. Let's go into each one of them a little bit more. The foundation stage. So in the foundation stage, our primary goals are to grow our audience and our visibility. We might do a little bit about hinting of something exciting to come. We might even mention the date. But for the most part, the content of the foundation stage is not about the launch. In terms of marketing activities, in the foundation stage, we're focusing on growing our reach through things like Reels or TikToks or whatever strategies are getting the most reach at the time that you're listening to this. We might consider paying for some ads to grow our email list. We're going to be sending nurturing emails to those on our list and in general, creating great non-salesy content. We may even be involving our audience in decisions as we finalize our launch offer. In our content, our main call to action is that we want people to decide to follow along with us so that they are part of our audience during the launch. This means we want them to choose to follow us and join our email list. So our CTA, our call to action, should primarily be about directing people to join our email list and giving them a good reason to do so. Overall, in the foundation stage, we're making sure to stay extra consistent. We're showing up to provide great, high-quality content, and we are being as visible as we can. Then, at about three weeks before the launch, for a larger launch, if your launch is smaller, you might do less than three weeks, we're going to move into the pre-launch phase. So the key difference between the foundations and the pre-launch is that in the pre-launch, we're really starting to focus on the launch itself. We're showing the behind the scenes of getting ready for it. We're creating content that is very specifically related to whatever is for sale in the launch, etc. Our goal during pre-launch is to make sure that everyone knows we have a launch coming up and they are getting excited about it. We want to build interest in what we're selling, show what's included, and generally just build up that excitement and hype. Our content here is going to be focused on addressing FAQs and objections, as well as showing the behind the scenes content of prepping for a launch. We want to invite a lot of one-on-one conversations and the DMs and the email during this period. We probably also want to enroll some of our business friends to help us spread the word about the launch for us. It's a great idea to give them materials that they can promote easily. Now, in general, our main call to action at this point is to get people on our email list so that we can reach them when the launch officially opens. 
but we might choose to add in an extra element here. A lot of product-based businesses will use this time to invite people to join their VIP waitlist for the launch. People on your VIP waitlist, yes, they join your email list, but they also get to shop the launch 24 hours before everyone else. So during this period, you're going to be promoting the link to sign up for that VIP waitlist. This is especially effective if you have a limited quantity of whatever you're launching. If you are a service-based business, a coach, or you have online offers, you might consider adding what's called a conversion event. A conversion event is something like a workshop, a webinar, a free challenge, a video series, etc. The point of these is to give people a ton of value and then invite them to join and purchase your offer at the end of the workshop. When I do a conversion event, I start sending invites to that about one week before the actual event, which occurs on the first day of the launch. So I spend the first two weeks of pre-launch just directing people to my email list, possibly promoting a lead magnet of some kind. And then I spend the last week of pre-launch promoting the workshop and inviting them to join that and also promoting that to my existing email list. Conversion events are super helpful ways of generating buzz and excitement about your launch, and I am a huge fan of them. Okay, now it is time for the launch. This is after the pre-launch. Remember, the launch is the time period where your offer is available to purchase, and there's a good reason to do it now. So up until this point, even if people wanted to buy, which we hope that they did, they couldn't, but now they are able to. Our goal during this phase of the launch, which is usually about a week or 10 days, is to make it as easy and exciting for people to purchase as we possibly can. We need to keep that launch energy and positivity up, even when sales are slow, which always happens at least some point during a launch. Here, we want to be focusing on showing social proof. So screenshots of people who are making purchases and they're excited and happy. And of course, as we discussed, there should be some kind of launch incentive this week, a reason to buy now and not delay forever. Of course, this should be a real incentive. Don't pretend like there's limited quantities if there aren't. But again, if you do have limited quantities of what you're selling, you would definitely want to communicate that. Your launch incentive could be that there's a discount this week only, or you get a free bonus or a free product or something with purchase this week. It could be that enrollment is only open for a week. There are many options, but whatever your launch incentive is, the reason to purchase during that launch week, you want to be sure to communicating a lot throughout the week. In terms of marketing activities during launch week, we're going to be sending a lot of emails. I actually send daily emails during my launches. I know that feels like a lot and it is, but it works. I use my Instagram stories a lot, and generally I'm just more active on all my platforms than is my typical pace. The call to action this week is that we are directing people to purchase the offer, whether that's linking to a product page or a sales page. Okay, we did our launch. Now it's time for post-launch. The first thing to do in post-launch is to take a breather, get a massage, go out to dinner, zone out on the couch, whatever feels good for you. No matter how the launch went, you got through it, you're probably tired, and you deserve some rest and celebration. During post-launch, we also want to make sure to deliver the goods. So ship the products, get the people onboarded into your program or whatever your offer is. Make sure that we keep our customers happy. And of course, we want to do a launch debrief where we go over the numbers and the launch experience overall. What worked, what didn't work, what you learned... When I do a debrief, I like to compare my audience before and after. So for me, I specifically look at Instagram following size and my email list size. I like to look at my workshop registration numbers, numbers of visits to the sales page, and my conversion rate. If I've spent any money on ads, which I occasionally do, I will look at that. And then, of course, the results. So I like to look at the overall amount of revenue generated, the number of purchases overall, the best sellers, if that's relevant, 
And I'll also look at sales signups by day or sales made by day, as I often learn interesting things here. And then overall, again, I'll just answer those questions. What went well? What didn't go well? What would I do differently next time? And what did I learn overall? Now, again, I like to do a pretty full-on launch where I feel like I've really done everything I can. And then I get to rest and go back to my regular slower pace afterward. But a launch like this, like I just described, is going to feel overwhelming for some people. It even does for me sometimes. And if that's true for you, you have full permission and in fact, my encouragement to design your launch however makes sense for you and feels good for you. When I'm designing a launch plan, I typically end up with two main documents. So first, I'll have my content calendar where I'm laying out over the time of all stages of the launch, foundations, pre-launch, launch, launch, and post-launch, what I'm going to be sharing in terms of content on all my platforms that I use. And then overall, I like to keep some kind of task list that just sums up overall all the tasks that need to get done with deadlines throughout the whole launch, when emails need to get written and scheduled, when I'm creating the social content, etc. In general, the more content you can create in advance, the calmer you're going to be able to be during the launch. So to wrap up, I promise to highlight a few things that I think are the most important elements to incorporate into your launch. Number one, pre-launch. This is the number one most important point I want to make today. Your launch should not be a surprise. Talk about it, pull back the curtains, show people the process of actually getting ready for it behind the scenes. Talk about the date of the launch starting over and over again. By the time people can buy whatever it is you're launching, they should have seen it over and over again. You should feel like you're being annoying by how much you're talking about it. Number two thing I want you to take away from this is to have a launch incentive. So this is a super important element of a launch. This is the way that you make sure you're communicating the reason to purchase right now. Are there limited quantities of your products? Is there a special discount or bonus item that people get if they buy during launch week? Is enrollment only open for a short time? And then finally, my third point is to make sure to do a debrief from what went well and even more from what didn't go well. There's so much that we can learn. Make sure to take time after your launch to review and to write down what you learned from your launch so that you can create an even better plan next time. And actually, this is not in my notes, but I want to add a fourth thing, and that is to celebrate no matter how it went. I have made the mistake so many times of if the launch didn't go exactly how I wanted, I feel bad about it. But really, no matter what, every time we launch, there's a reason to celebrate. There are positive outcomes like our email list grows, our audience grows, and there's something to learn. So I hope that no matter how your launch goes, they're not all going to be gangbusters, that you find a way to celebrate and feel good about it. So there you have it, your intro to launching, the what, the why, and the how. Have I convinced you about the power of launching and why it's so important to approach releasing new things into the world? or even re-releasing old things through launches instead of just putting it up on our website and hoping someone buys? I hope so. And if for some reason you are still on the fence about launching and if it's right for your business, I would love to chat. You can DM me over on Instagram at Lauren Tilden. I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. When I got ready to put this episode together, I was going to start from scratch, but then I realized, wait a second, I already have a pretty great workshop I put together all about launching as part of my Making Good Happen membership, and that is what I used as a baseline for this. That workshop is a step-by-step visual presentation of launching and specifically how to put together a launch plan. If that's something that you're interested in, you can get instant access if you join Making Good Happen. The details are at makinggoodhappen.co. 
If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful for your support. Here are three ways that you can give back to making good. Number one, I'd be honored if you leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. Second, if you have a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast, you can send them the link. Today's episode is at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 194. And finally, take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening to the episode and tag me on social media at Lauren Tilden. I would love to cheer you on. This episode was produced and edited by Corinne Monaco of Just Peachy Illustration. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.